This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany. (laughs) 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 It'll kind of make sense. I did it on purpose. I did it on purpose. It is episode 113. Miss <laughs> Britt, what are we doing today? <laughs> We're going to talk about Mr. Dr. Whoever, H.H. Holmes. Yeah. That's, ha-ha. That's where the ha-ha. Ha-ha. Holmes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what he is now. He's yeah. ha-ha Holmes. Ha-ha homie. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rolling with the homies. Rolling with the homesies. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know why. Um, just play the song. <laughs> just throw that in there, Rolling Steven. with the homies. <laughs> oh, Brittany Murphy, rest in peace. Oh, I love her. Okay. All anyway. Right. I'm so glad that uh, we have alcohol. <laughs> So glad we have alcohol. I'm so glad. <laughs> Not enough. Not enough, apparently. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> okay. Maybe that should be our next merch. It's fine. <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, friends. Go to the socials real quick while we try to please pull it back together. Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's shenanigans. And- yeah, episode pictures. Mm-hmm. Guess that cryptid, mind teasers, and stuff. And and one more thing. Hump day treats. Yeah. Because, because uh, it's, it's hump day. <laughs> we made up contact. <laughs> it made shit real awkward. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> and because we held it. <laughs> we made eye contact and held it. <laughs> Okay. Tell them what alcohol and stuff you brought us this week. Okay. Here is where we're at. You did really good. It turned out great. It has been a super rough couple weeks for the both of us mm. for different reasons. Amen, sister. And I just felt like it was time for another self-care hump day. Yeah, because we haven't done that in like a year. I'm going to tell you all the ways I failed in this as well. <laughs> What started it all off, I was at Target, because I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) Target has all the answers. It's fine. And literally, like, three hours ago, I was at Target, and walking past the health and beauty section, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I saw a package that says stress rehab in big white letters. Yes. Yes. Please. I needed to know what that was all about. Hit me with it. So, it is a coconut and caffeine facial mask. And it's got uh, coconut, green tea, and caffeine in it. It smells amazing. Yes, it does. It and smells like a spa yeah. on my face. And it was a sheet mask. Here is the way I <laughs> failed. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is wonderful. And I grabbed the package and I went on my merry way. 
Yeah. There's only one in there. Yeah. You're supposed to get two yeah. if you have two people. So Amanda, <laughs> being the team player she is, <laughs> let me have the sheet mask. Yep, yep. And well, then I can't she, mess up my eyebrows. She just rubbed the juices all over her face. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Uh, there's still some in the package. You, you know, you can reuse that. That's, so you just rub I just, it on I like a serum. Extent, yeah, like a serum. So after I found the sheet mask, singular, <laughs> <laughs> it still worked. My face feels amazing. I saw a display of Christmas candy. Yes. But like grown-up Christmas candy. Because that's what we are. Yes. So it's the Lindor chocolates and Ghirardelli chocolates. And so I got the ones that are my favorite color, teal. They're beautiful. (laughs) I chose them specifically for the color. Just lucked out that it's good flavors. So we have... (laughs) True. (laughs) Lindor sugar cookie white chocolate truffles. Mm Mm-hmm. And Ghirardelli milk chocolate sea salt caramel chocolates. I'm opening mine. Which are my favorite. That's literally, these and the dark chocolate mm-hmm. seesaw are my favorite. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I got those, and then, of course, we needed wine. So I got one that had a teal dot on it to match the packaging. Because <laughs> that's just how I'm doing things today. It counts. But it's a Moscato that I had never tried, and it's called Seven Daughters. It has a little thing on it. Okay. It says, Seven Daughters makes wines for the way you live. Really? This is the okay. way. <laughs> this is the way I live. <laughs> that was not cute. It's whatever. Play that song too. Hey. Oh. Okay, and it says, and our fresh fruity Moscato is no exception. Bright and never boring. It is even more perfect, slightly chilled and shared with friends. We're doing that. Yeah. So open up a bottle and add a splash of color to your life. We did. It had one dot of teal. One dot of teal. Well, there's other dots, but I yeah, only cared about the teal dot. And then when I got to Amanda's house, she had gone to Ulta today. Yep. Yep. And she had some Kylie Skin by Kylie Jenner face moisturizer. So we did that. Yeah. They threw some little samples in the back. I was like, thank you very much. Yeah. Who doesn't love a good sample? Yeah. And my face feels really yeah. good. So we serumed and sampled. <laughs> <laughs> And here we are. Yeah. Feeling <laughs> feeling a smidgen less stressed. My face feels happy. And smelling like green tea. Mm. Yeah, we smell really good. Mm-hmm. We didn't touch each other's cheeks this time. Mm-mm. Well, I'm not that smooth. Cause well, I didn't I put, I put a little okay. In this little sample packet, let me warn you. <laughs> if you happen to get one. It could probably last about three applications. <laughs> I squeezed the whole thing out. That's a lot of moisturizer. <laughs> it was it was um thick. She's thick. Yeah. So Amanda's moisturized for a few I, days. I'm good. <laughs> She's glowing. My hands are even glowing. I did take a picture of oh, me great. with my uh, sheet mask on. <gasps> yeah, so. you did. Because <laughs> I looked at her, I was like, oh my god. You look like Damien from Mean Girls in the lunchroom when you had to be And she was right. I saw my reflection, and so I just went, rah, rah. It was great. But I took a picture. It ain't cute, but I may share it with y'all. <laughs> I may just let it we'll happen. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. My hair is looking rough. I'm here in my PJs. 
in my llama jammas. I'm halfway <laughs> in my PJs. I did take off all my makeup. I didn't take a picture. I'll take a picture of my glowing face. There you go. Yeah. Told Amanda I was wearing PJs and I'm wearing my llama jammas because my mom bought me these. And they're uh, adorable. Llama pajama pants. And they're so cute. And he's got teal on his little blanket on his back. Well, I'm wearing my penguin PJ pants in spirit. Thank you. Yep. So that that's where we are right now. Go out into the publics in a little bit. Uh, kids, stupid. <laughs> but <laughs> mental health is failing. We had to have a stress relieving uh, stress hump day. rehab. Yeah, stress rehab hump day, and um, here it's we working. are, happy humping. I'm just gonna add this Moscato is delicious. It's very good. It's not too sweet. I mean, all Moscatos are sweet, but it's not. It's not overpowering, and it has yeah. a little bit of a fizzy. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Breaks it up a bit. And it wasn't expensive. It was about, it was 11 or $12. There you go. Yeah. That's what we used to do before we got, you know, bougie and stuff. I don't know. Sometimes I still buy them $5 bottles of uh, Barefoot. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Those are good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still find myself going back to those too. Shall we get started? Yes. Um, since it's such a big topic, we shared this one once again. Mm-hmm. And Miss Brittany is going to start us off. With the beginning. Mm, how it all began. Mm-hmm. Oy. <laughs> Here's our little baby synopsis. It's just a baby one. Okay. H.H. Holmes was a con artist and bigamist who was one of America's first serial killers. Sometimes referred to as the Beast of Chicago, Holmes is believed to have killed many of his victims in a specially constructed home, which was later nicknamed the Murder Castle. Yay! Pretty sure all of y'all already know that, but there we are. Just if you, in case. If you don't know that... Where have you been? Holmes was born Herman Webster Mudgett, <laughs> May 16th, 1861, That's in Gilmanton, New Hampshire. I have a picture of his birthplace. Oh, the, cool. Okay. His childhood home. But isn't it pretty? Is it for sale? It was at the time of this photograph. Look at this photograph. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> like I said, mental health is failing. That's a terrible song. It's <laughs> so terrible. Bad. Oh my God. And the video is even more cringe because he's like got a photograph and a photograph and a photograph. I know. It's so bad. It's almost as overplayed as Fly by Sugar Ray. Uh, just one. But where to God, I hear that song and I turn it off. I can't do it anymore. But he's. Fine as hell, so he gets a pass. Uh, uh, Ma'am, Mark McGrath gets a pass. Uh, <laughs> Anywho, we're talking about Herman <laughs> Webster Mudgett. Okay. He was born, no, he wasn't. He wasn't? <laughs> he was the third born child of Levi Horton Mudgett Ugh. Mm. and Theodate Paige Price. The hell? What? I know. It's so bad. All right. Cool. Both of whom were descended from the first English settlers in the area. Mm. Holmes's parents were both devout Methodists. His father was from a farming family, and at times he worked as a farmer, trader, and house painter. He was also reportedly a heavy drinker who cruelly mistreated his family. I was going to say he sounds like an all right guy until Mm. that last sentence. Or sorry. I mean, I knew that, but. Yeah. You know. 
Born into an affluent family, Holmes enjoyed a privileged childhood and was said to be unusually intelligent at an early age. <laughs> As a child, Holmes attended Phillips Exeter Academy before graduating high school with honors from Gilmanton Academy when he was 16. Okay. Holmes also faced bullying by classmates due to his outstanding academic capabilities. Because kids are assholes. Yeah, because they suck. In one incident, he was forced to stand in front of a human skeleton and put the skeleton's hands on his face in an effort to frighten him. Like, that's what the bullies were making him do, because they, eh. they knew he was afraid of it. Initially terrified, Holmes later discovered the experience to be intriguing and claimed that it helped him overcome his fears. Yay! <laughs> it flipped a switch, I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Still, there were haunting signs of what was to come. He expressed an interest in medicine, which reportedly led him to practice surgery on animals. Mm -hmm. Some accounts indicate that he may have been responsible for the death of a friend. Yep. Like, as a as an adolescent. Yeah. It was an accident. Yeah. Yep. On July 4th, 1878, Holmes married Clara Lovering in Alton, New Hampshire. I love that name. Lovering. Come here, lover. <laughs> Come here, lover boy. <laughs> <sighs> okay. <laughs> Turn you dancing, bro. I know. <laughs> Baby. Okay. How you call your lover boy? <laughs> Come here, lover boy. Okay, we've yeah. got to go to work. <laughs> we got to go to work. Okay. Clara. He married Clara. Okay. Okay. They had one son, Robert Lovering Mudgett, born February 3rd, 1880, in Luden. Poor kid. Yeah. And I didn't put this in there, but later in life, Robert became a CPA. <laughs> like, he was a professional. Okay. Get it. Holmes eventually enrolled in the University of Vermont in Burlington at age 18, but was dissatisfied with the school and left after one year. Not up to his standards. Apparently not. Mm -hmm. Holmes's life of crime began with various frauds and scams. I have a picture of him since we've talked about him thus far. It's um, might as well see what he looks mm -hmm. like. I just looked for um, him in his younger years, mm -hmm. and this picture kept popping up. So, yeah, it's a good one, actually. It's quite the mustache, the mustache. yeah, and the bow tie. Our mustachioed gentleman here. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, I do love the hair, though. I mean, it's very precise. Mm -hmm. Very swoopy. <laughs> Got a little swoopy doos in it. A little swoopy doos. A little swoopy doos. I love the technical terms. Mm -hmm. That's a fussy hairdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While enrolled in medical school, Holmes stole cadavers from the laboratory, burned or disfigured them, and then planted the bodies, making it look as if they had been killed in an accident. <laughs> the scandal behind it was that Holmes would take out insurance policies on these people before planting the bodies and would collect money once the bodies were discovered. In 1882, Holmes entered the University of Michigan's Department of Medicine and Surgery and graduated in June 1884 after passing his exams. <laughs> so glad. After two years. It yeah. took him two years oh my God. to be a doctor. But okay. Fuck you. <laughs> While enrolled, he worked in the anatomy lab under Professor William James Herdman, 
then the chief anatomy instructor, and the two were said to have been engaged in facilitating grave robbing to supply medical cadavers. Mm -hmm. So I bet he was helping Professor and then kept a few for himself for his schemes. (laughs) One for you, Mm -hmm. two for me. Yes. Yes. Holmes had apprenticed in New Hampshire under Nahum White, a noted advocate of human dissection. Ooh, fun. I was going to say dissection. Well, either one. Either way. Potato, potato. Yeah. Housemates later recalled that Holmes was physically violent with Clara, and in 1884, before his graduation, she moved back to New Hampshire and knew little of him afterwards. She was like, bye. Deuces, motherfucker. Good girl. After he moved to Moores, New York. Moors. Moors. <laughs> Moors. Like. Moors. <laughs> Are oh you okay over there? Yeah, I promise. I'm a grown up and I know how to read. Everything's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got grown up candy. <laughs> it proves that we're grown up. Yes, grown up candy. Yes. There we go. That's how we justify it. Exactly. <laughs> candy and wine. <laughs> So, um, when he moved to New York, a rumor spread that Holmes had been seen with the little boy who later disappeared. Yeah. Holmes claimed the boy went back to his home in Massachusetts. No investigation took place, and Holmes quickly left town. (laughs) Fuck. See ya. Okay. He later traveled to Philadelphia and was hired as a keeper at Norristown State Hospital, but quit after a few days. Hmm. He then took a position at a drugstore in Philadelphia, but while he was working there, a boy died after taking medicine that was purchased at the store. There. Holmes denied any involvement in the child's death and immediately left the city. Well, why that's you leave not it? Sus. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Holmes's propensity for lying has made it difficult for researchers to ascertain the truth on mm-hmm. the basis of his statements. So, for example... He claimed that Dr. Robert Leacock. <laughs> I want to see your peacock. Grown-ups. We're grown-ups. 100%. He was a fellow medical school classmate, but he claimed he was one of his first murder victims in 1886. Yeah. That he had killed for insurance money. But in fact, Dr. Leacock died on October 5th, 1889 in Watford, Ontario, Canada. So, like... <laughs> Really? You can't have that one. What we do know of him, who knows if it's true or not? I mean... Who knows? If it came out of his mouth... You write down anything in the record books. If his lips are moving, then he lie, lie, lies. (laughs) (laughs) Do your hips lie, though? (laughs) My hips don't lie. Okay. (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to drink some more wine. We should have another podcast where we do nothing but speak in song lyrics and movie quotes. That would be fun. (laughs) Probably nobody would listen to it, but it would be fun to do. Hmm. The wheels are turning. Okay, while she ponders that, I'm going to read this. Okay. In late 1886, while still legally married to Clara, Holmes married 24-year-old Myrta Wait a minute. He did what? He he got married again to Myrta w- Belknap in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I thought he was split from Clara when that happened. They I were still married, I though. I didn't know. I know, but like I thought they were. No, she just took off, and they never got divorced. <laughs> oh they okay. never got divorced. Okay, okay. So when he married Myrta, 
He filed for divorce from Clara a few weeks later, alleging infidelity on her part. What a dick. Sir, you're a whole ass married. I hate you. The claims could not be proven, and the suit went nowhere. Surviving paperwork indicated that Clara probably was never even informed of the suit. (laughs) In any case, the divorce was never finalized. Oh, my God. Merta, I'm so sorry. For so many things. In 1886, he moved to Chicago and took a job as a pharmacist under the name Dr. Henry Howard Holmes to avoid the possibility of being exposed by victims of his previous scams. Holmes had one daughter with Myrta, Lucy Theodate Holmes, born July 4th, 1889, in the Inglewood neighborhood of Chicago. Holmes lived with Myrta and Lucy in Wilmette, Illinois, and spent most of his time in Chicago tending to business. Business. Yeah. (laughs) Soon after his arrival in Chicago, he came across a drugstore at the northwest corner of South Wallace Avenue and West 63rd Street in Inglewood. The drugstore's owner, Elizabeth Holton, gave Holmes a job. He proved to be a hardworking employee. When the owner of the drugstore passed away, he left his wife to take over the responsibilities of the store. Holmes convinced the widow to let him buy it. She soon went missing and was never seen again. Oh, I wonder where she went. Bum, bum, bum. Uh-huh. Holmes claimed that she moved to California, but this could never be verified. I don't think anybody knows. Just like that little boy went back to his home in Massachusetts or wherever Mm -hmm. it was. That's what he said. Yeah. (laughs) Bullshit. Yeah. Holmes purchased an empty lot across the street where construction began in 1887 for a two story mixed use building with apartments on the second floor and retail spaces, including a new drugstore on the first. When Holmes declined to pay the architects or the steel company, they took him to court in 1888. In 1892, he added a third floor, telling investors and suppliers he intended to use it as a hotel during the upcoming World's Columbian Exposition. Soon afterward, he apparently began killing people. (laughs) (laughs) Much of the lore attached to Holmes concerns his murder castle. Yeah. The house he built for himself was equipped with secret passages, trap doors, soundproof rooms, doors that could be locked from the outside, gas jets to asphyxiate victims, and a kiln to cremate bodies. So, <laughs> I have two pictures. The first one is the blueprints, and they're kind of hard. It's kind of hard to see, but you'll get the gist of it. I'm here for it. And it's only one floor. It's it's the first floor. Nice. Ooh. But I thought that was kind of cool. There's lots of rooms on there that aren't labeled. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a few. And the other picture I have says Murder Castle. And uh, it's an older black and white photo, and it's pretty fucking cool. Oh, I love this photo. hmm I like it. I like it. After construction was complete in 1891, Holmes placed ads in newspapers offering jobs for young women and advertised the castle as a place of lodging. Mm -hmm. He also placed ads presenting himself as a wealthy man looking for a wife. (laughs) Mind you, he's He's married to two different women. All of Holmes's employees, hotel guests, fiancés, and wives (laughs) were required to have life insurance policies. Holmes paid the premiums as long as they listed him as the beneficiary. And that concludes my section. Very well done. Thank you. Short and sweet. I like it. I like it. Okay, it's my turn, and I'm doing the murder castle and stuff. 
Okay. It's literally the title of my case. So here we go. If you were staying at the World's Fair Hotel, more commonly known as the Ha Ha Homes Hotel. <laughs> Motherfuck. You might run up a flight of stairs and find that it led to nowhere. You'd open doors and see only solid brick. You'd enter a bedroom and suddenly smell gas seeping in. You'd try to run, only to realize you were locked in. Even if you could open the door, you probably couldn't find your way out of the house. And before long, you'd meet your gruesome end. Well, that just sounds lovely. (laughs) Right? Let's go there. (laughs) Or at least that's how the story of H.H. Holmes' house goes. As one of America's first known serial killers, H.H. Holmes became infamous not only for his crimes, but also for his legendary murder hotel in Chicago, Sometimes called a murder castle or a murder mansion, this mysterious building was initially believed to be a normal hotel and just a way for homes to make money during the 1893 Chicago World's Fair. But a police investigation later revealed something far more sinister. While it remains unknown how many people he murdered in his house of horrors, 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 he once boasted of killing 27 people. However, some estimates claim that the actual number may have been as low as nine or as high as 200. Well, that's a big gap there. There's no way to know. (laughs) Okay. In recent years, some historians have cast doubt on whether um, his house was really a murder castle at all. While there's no doubt that Holmes was a serial killer, experts have suggested that some of the most sordid details of his home, like the homemade gas chambers and trap doors, may have been more products of yellow journalism. No, they were real. I choose to believe. I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the only the man himself ever knew all the secrets of the H.H. Holmes Hotel and how many people died within its walls. He probably didn't even know. Probably not. I mean, <laughs> he was wackadoo, man. <laughs> just just a tad. Um, here's a little bit of repeating from Britt's um, info, but it's fine. Um, he first came to Chicago in 1886, leaving behind more than one previous life. Like in college, when he worked in the anatomy lab and mutilated cadavers to defraud the, the life insurance companies. Or when he was the last person to have been seen with a missing little boy in New York. Or when he worked as a pharmacist in Philadelphia and a customer died after taking his pills. After all these incidents, he simply skipped town and eventually changed his name to Henry Howard Holmes. Soon after his arrival in the Windy City, he got a job in a drugstore on 63rd Street using his knowledge of medicine and his charming personality to secure the position. He was fashionable, bright, and likable. In fact, he was so likable that at one point in his life, he was married to three unknowing women at once. In 1887, he bought an empty lot across the street from the store where he worked and began construction on a three-story building, which he said would be used for apartments and shops. The structure was ugly and large, containing more than 100 rooms and stretching for an entire block. But Chicago was a city on the rise, and new construction was going up all over this part of the American Midwest. I have another photo of the hotel, and it has a picture of the shops down below that you can see. Signs, signs, 
Everywhere there's signs. <laughs> used magazines. And used magazines. <laughs> what? Where they used Playboys. What is happening? Gross. Your brain went straight to Playboy. I'm thinking of like multiple used better homes and gardens. No, and you're I'm like, were they Playboys? How gross a used Playboy would be. <laughs> yeah. Well, usually it says use books, not use magazines. Well, there's other magazines. I know that. Playboy ain't it. <laughs> That's just how my brain it went. Okay. Okay. Don't come at me. <laughs> Anywho, after all, Chicago was perfectly situated on the shores of Lake Michigan as a central hub for the expansive railroad networks that crisscrossed the nation all extending like spokes in a wheel from the city. Little did residents know that a house of horrors was about to emerge in that very same place. For his mansion, he planned for the first floor to contain an entire block of storefronts that he would be able to rent out to the flood of new businesses opening up in the city, like a used magazine shop. Mm. The third floor would contain apartments for new residents looking to make it big in the Windy City. Eerily, some of those unsuspecting residents may have eventually become his victims. Those victims got to see the second floor, one that was allegedly full of asphyxiation chambers, mazes, and hidden stairs. And the especially unlucky victims made it down to the basement, which he did the elaborate horrors for which the house is now famous. So, Brittany showed us the first floor that I didn't have a picture of, so that was awesome. And here's a little blueprint of the second floor. And it has rooms that are not labeled as well. And it also has one that says secret chamber. <laughs> not very secret, is it? Um, the hanging secret chamber. <laughs> the fuck is the blind room? <laughs> Look. Oh, no. <laughs> and then you've got, like, reception room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bathroom with hidden stairs to the basement. Um... That's a little sus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Laboratories. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. So, second floor was fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout the building's construction, he apparently switched builders and architects frequently so that no one involved was able to realize the gruesome end goal of all the odd parts. Kind of like the Winchester Mansion. Mm-hmm. The house was completed in 1892, and by 1894, police would be exploring its winding passages while he sat behind bars. At first, authorities were confused by what they found. Of course. <laughs> there were hinged walls and false partitions. Some rooms had five doors and others had none. Secret airless chambers were found underneath floorboards, and iron plate-lined walls appeared to stifle all sound. Okay. As for Holmes's own apartment, it had a trapdoor in the bathroom, which opened to reveal a staircase that led to a windowless cubicle. In the cubicle, there was allegedly a large chute that tunneled through to the basement. Eh, spoiler alert, it wasn't used for dirty laundry. Okay. One notable room was lined with gas fixtures. Here, he would apparently seal his victims in, flip a switch in an adjacent room, and wait for the horror to unfold. Another shoot was found nearby. Mm -hmm. Wonder what he used that for. Well, it would be really hard to carry those bodies up and down the stairs. I mean, I would put a shoot in too mm -hmm. if this was my thing. That'd be more convenient. Yeah, better <laughs> on your back. 
dead weight is heavy, okay? We are totes not sympathizing, like, with him. No, but when you try to pick up your sleeping kid from the couch and carry them to their room, they may only weigh 50 pounds, but damn, when they're asleep. I can't hold Ashton, period, now, like... No. He's too mm-hmm. heavy. He's too mm-hmm. long. Like, this it's, it's hard. When did that tiny human get so big? I don't know. Just put a chute in your house and you <laughs> push him down the chute. <laughs> just slide him down the hallway. <laughs> yeah. My hallway is long enough. I could do. You could make a bowling game out of it. I could do like they did on The Office and grease up my hallway and sit him on a box of paper and slide him down the hallway. To send him to bed? Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't wake up at all. <laughs> I have plans now. Continue. Okay. <laughs> I'm here for these plans and I will help execute. <laughs> Back to this house, though. Yeah. All of the doors and some of the steps were connected to an intricate alarm system. Whenever someone stepped into the hall or headed downstairs, a buzzer sounded in his bedroom. That's creepy. I have a little photo of like a half section of the entire house, which I thought was pretty cool. It's actually from a board game. (laughs) This is a board game? This is a board game. Uh, Why are we playing this? I don't know, but I discovered it because I was like, wow, what is this? picture from so i visited the website it's a board game um that's fantastic yeah and i'm putting it on my christmas list Mm -hmm. is it like clue kind of yeah oh there's bodies in the basement yeah look at the basement (laughs) wow okay it's great this is strange and i love it Mm -hmm. so it should be noted That these descriptions have been met with some skepticism by historians. Shut up, historians. Especially in recent years. And and so it's worth keeping in mind that at least some of the designs may have been exaggerated or even invented by the newspapers of the era. Oh, what do you know? They know nothing. (laughs) The first clue about the bizarre floor plan's true purpose came to the cops in a pile of bones. Most of the bones were from animals, but some of them were human. Ew. They were so small that they almost certainly belonged to a child. Oh, no, no, no. One who was no more than six or seven years old. I don't like it. And when authorities descended into the cellar, the scope of the building's hidden horrors were finally revealed. Beside a blood-soaked operating table, they found a woman's clothes. Another surgical surface was nearby, along with a crematory, an array of medical tools, a bizarre torture device, and shelves of disintegrating acid. Oh, no. His fascination with dead bodies had apparently lasted long past college, as has his surgical skills. His fascination? Yeah. (laughs) It's gross. I couldn't say it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fascination. It's fascination with dead bodies. <laughs> it was just gross to read that sentence. I don't yeah. know why. After dropping his victims down through the chutes, he reportedly dissected them, cleaned them, and then sold the organs or skeletons to medical institutions or on the black market. How uh, did you find the black market before the interweb? How do you know these these things? Baby, I'm sure the black market has... Come on. You've seen Interview with the Vampire. The black market's been around for a long time. No, I'm not saying it wasn't around, but how did you find it before the interwebs? I don't know. 
You have to run in those like, circles, apparently. Do you just, like, walk down the street and find, like, an odd-looking fellow and go, you know what? I bet he knows something about that I mean, black market. I mean, back then, I'm sure they'd be like, go to Horace for that. Or whatever his name would be. Horace? I, I don't know. <laughs> just, like, and nowadays, it would be like Braxton. Go yeah. see Braxton for this. <laughs> go see Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Horace just sounds like a tough old name I don't know Horace <laughs> for some reason I see him in like a dirty trench coat well yeah and maybe he walks a little hunched over absolutely like the like Horace from 101 Dalmatians that's who he is. That's who you go to. And his go best to friend is Jasper. Yes, Horace. Okay. You go to Horace and Jasper. Everybody Horace knows. and Jasper. Okay. Because they now work I from know. Cruella and she can get shit. If, yeah. If like, you want to buy puppies on the black market, you go to Horace and Jasper. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Now I know. Okay. Now we're going to go to the basement. <laughs> Fuck. And we're going to see the actual. Dead bodies everywhere? No. Oh. Just the crematory. Oh, okay. There it is. That's that's what's in his basement. Well, that doesn't look sanitary. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure that... um, Is this like the real for real? Yeah, this is the real for real. That's so cool. I mean, it's not cool, but (laughs) it's cool. Not cool, but yeah, that's the real for real. All right. Mm -hmm. Good to know. I like how somebody's hand is in the shadow of the picture. It's It's really fucking creepy. I miss that. Look it down at the bottom of it. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> oh, they're holding their phone up like this. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, I totally missed that because I was looking at like all the gauges and stuff on it and the little opening. I totally missed the whole bottom part. Like the second time I looked at the photo, I kind of glanced and I saw a hand. I was like, whoa, wait, the fuck? Please tell me that's real. It's <laughs> fine <laughs> like this. <laughs> all right. <laughs> also... Down there, there was the twisted centerpiece, a medieval rack. He later referred to this instrument of torture as an elasticity determinator. <laughs> Let's see how far you can stretch. All right. That would be used to stretch out the human body. Okay. Some theories suggest that this was part of his own scientific experiment as he wanted to kickstart a new race of giants. Wow. Whereas another theory claims that he would torture his victims until they reveal details of their finances. Okay, that's more believable than the race of giants. I don't know where the giant thing came from. That's whatever. It was probably both. I mean, I'm still here for it. (laughs) (laughs) When detectives eventually discovered the basement of horrors, they found one vat of acid still containing a human skull and eight ribs that had not been fully dissolved. Ew. Weird. Though the mansion didn't look inviting in the least. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's kind of plain, but it I wouldn't describe it as a mansion. Once again, that's that's we in the south, that's not a mansion. I don't well, in size, yeah, it is, but it doesn't if it's look, one house, yeah. But if it were one side, house, it, but it's not. It's an apartment building. Yeah. So, eh, whatever. I don't know. Or hotel, whatever. It's Sectioned off. It's not Mm -hmm. a single family home. Exactly. So it's not a mansion. Sorry, I'm eating chocolate. Y'all are just going to have to hear the rapper. Self-care, damn it. Okay. (laughs) Let it flow. (laughs) 
Oh. <laughs> we saw a meme the other day. What did it say? Mm-hmm. If you don't give a shit, you tell somebody to calm down. A good friend would say, let it flow. Yeah. <laughs> or something like That's that. That's it. You never tell you don't ever an angry person to calm down. You just don't do that. Mm-mm. Especially an angry woman. Oh, come on, people. No. That is the dumbest thing you could ever do. Mm-mm. Don't do that. Also, don't go to this hotel. Yeah. Also I mean, you don't can't do anymore, but. But, yeah. You know. Don't um, go to any murder <clears throat> hotel. Mm-mm. Probably stay away from those. Mm-hmm. There's a few. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so though this mansion didn't look inviting in the least, it's unlikely that any of the victims were dragged into its depths. They entered on their own volition, likely enchanted by the owner's flattery and apparent affluence. Mm-hmm. In some cases, they may have been his own employees. Mm-hmm. During his two short years in the castle, he hired more than 150 women to work as his stenographers. A few of them were known to be his mistresses as well. Shocker. Mm-hmm. He sometimes photographed his favorites. They were young, beautiful, and trusting of his, this gentleman in the big and unfamiliar city. As a city on the rise that was well-connected thanks to its railway, railway hub, eh, Chicago undoubtedly had a fresh flow of people coming in and out of his mansion. But despite the well-connected women who went missing under his employment, suspicions of murder weren't what led to his demise. People come and go all the time in a big city, often without notice. And before the age of advanced technology, it was especially hard to trace them. Mm -hmm. So the disappearance of the young women working under him would always have been excused as them simply moving on or heading back home. Yeah. Ultimately, theft and poorly planned financial schemes were what led to the arrest of him in Boston on November 17th, 1894. After decades of criminal activity, the scale and complexity of which you really need a book to fully grasp... Holmes was behind bars. <laughs> I had to throw it in at least one more time. <laughs> While he was in jail, connections between him and at least one murder were revealed, and a pile of financial charges were obscured by the more sinister accusations that emerged. When all was said and done, he was officially linked to nine murders total. I have a newspaper clipping okay. from back in, in the day. Hounded to death by ghosts of the castle he built. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's quite dramatic, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Look, look at him like without a mustache and stuff. He's kind of awkward. Uh, yeah. Keep a, a mustache, bit. friend. Mm-hmm. He's uh, definitely. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. And ain't cute. <laughs> Though he boasted of committing at least twenty-seven murders, he gave three different confessions while imprisoned, all with contradicting numbers. The true amount of victims was impossible to corroborate. That's another one we're adding to the list. I can say corroborate. I did it, but but my (laughs) mouth didn't want to. It's quite a lengthy word with lots of roars in it. Yeah, it's another err. Err. Oh, my God. Arg. I was going to say, we sound like a car that does not want to go. (laughs) But Brittany's a pirate. (laughs) My mom said I could be whatever I wanted to be. And you can, baby. <laughs> you can even build your own three-story hotel. Thank you. You're welcome. It's the encouragement I needed with shoots in it, right? Yes. 
that go all the way down to the basement. All the way down. All right. <laughs> For trash and laundry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The true amount of victims was impossible to corroborate. Because the home was specially de- equipped for homes to disintegrate leftover body parts in acid baths or to burn them in a human-sized stove. Mm. In one pile of ashes, investigators found a small, a small gold chain from a woman's shoe. Weird. I was born with the devil in me, he would later explain. I could not help the fact that I was a murderer no more than the poet can help the inspiration to sing. Sir. Poets don't sing. <laughs> Sir? <laughs> As recounted in Eric Larson's book, The Devil in the White City, H.H. Holmes began his murder spree at a moment in history when an unprecedented throng of unknown and unaccompanied strangers were flooding the streets of Chicago looking for temporary housing. I own that book. I have not yet read it because I have stacks of books that I have not yet read. Oh, my God. Mm Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I, I have no room to talk. Raising a child. Yeah, it's fine. Life. <laughs> life. It's life. I'm doing life. <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so much fun. <laughs> I hate it here. Okay. In the 1893 Chicago World's Fair was in. No, it's just the. I, I was trying to segue and I failed. The 1893 Chicago World's Fair was one of the most attended cultural events of the era, with millions of people participating in the historic celebration. Noting the thousands of people who went missing during the World's Fair, some papers suggested the actual count of his victims may have numbered in the hundreds. I have a photo of the opening day of the World's Fair, and it's really cool. Okay. I thought this was neat. I... Could not resist throwing this one in. Look at all the fucking people. Oh, holy shit. It's like ants on an ant hill. Like, oh my God. I know. It kind of makes me itch. Yeah. Like, where are all these people coming from? Yeah. All all over, obviously. It's the World's Fair. But damn. Yeah, I don't think I would go to that. It's too many people. It's way too people-y. Unless I knew somebody with a window overlooking. Yeah, like if we could hang out in their balcony like we do at your house for Mardi Gras. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they had a parade route house. Yes, that would be okay. maybe we'd go. Because what if you have to pee? Oh, I'm fucked. And how many strangers are going to touch you trying to see? No, off me. Thank you. You're in my bubble. Please. No, it's a lot. Okay. Yep. Moving on. And quit spilling your drink in my hair. Oh, my God. That's the worst thing ever. Okay. (sighs) Flashbacks. Anyways, for the most part, he represented himself at his trial. Because he's so smart. Why do they keep doing that? I don't know, but they should stop. Don't. Stop. Uh, don't. Just stop. Murderers, it. stop representing it yourself. It doesn't, I mean. I mean, continue to do it. <laughs> Actually, Hold it's on. kind of Wait. interesting, <laughs> and you're fucking yourself, so. It is very, yeah, it's yeah. very entertaining. Okay. Never mind, I retract. Yeah. He displayed his classic grace and a remarkable familiarity with the law, according to one paper at the time. However, his charm wasn't enough for the jurors, and he was unanimously sentenced to death by hanging. Boom, bitch. Boom, shakalaka. (laughs) (laughs) You just said boom, shakalaka. I did. Wow. All right. Uh, Okay. Very familiar with what would be done to a person's corpse after death. 
He asked if his body could be encased in cement within his coffin. Man, fuck no. No, we're not giving you any special privileges. We are grave robbing you. you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're cutting you up and selling Mm -hmm. you off. Yes. Let me find Horace to get me in touch with the black market. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Horace! (laughs) Jasper! Horace! (laughs) That was very good. Very good, Cruella. Thank you. It helps that I have a little bit of sexy flip today. (laughs) Just a little bit. It's still going. Anyways, shortly before his death in 1896, H.H. Holmes suggested that he was turning into the devil. Mm. Even his face, he said, was taking on a demonic look. His execution was an agonizing affair. When the floor was dropped beneath him, his neck didn't snap like it was supposed to. He lay twitching for about 20 minutes before he was pronounced dead. Look, he's a twitcher. No, you deserved that. Karma's a bitch. Mm -hmm. Later, strange fates befell the people connected to the case of the H.H. Holmes Hotel. The man who had initially tipped off the police to H.H. Holmes's illegal dealings was shot by a Chicago police officer. The warden at the prison where Holmes had been held killed himself. The office of the district attorney, who argued the famous case, caught on fire. Oh, my God. (laughs) And Patrick Quinlan, the former caretaker of the castle, who, after Holmes, knew about most of the haunted building, died by suicide in 1914. He left a one-sentence note. I could not sleep. Oh, my God. As for the murder castle itself, it is no longer standing today. In 1895, the mansion was gutted by a fire, which may have been started by two men who were seen entering the building at night. The remaining structure was torn down in 1938, and today the H.H. Holmes house is the site of an unassuming post office. And I want to go there. The end. Um, I actually found a picture of the post office. I can add that in there. Okay. If you want. Let's go mail something. <laughs> yeah. Can we go to Chicago and mail something? To ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Why not? I like it. Yeah. Good job. Thank fuck you. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck him. Ha ha Holmes. <laughs> fuck you. Ha ha Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's my branch song. I know. <laughs> okay. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what? Michelle Branch... Like she's a shit. Yeah, she's she's got a voice ass, and she's cute as a goddamn button. I know she's adorable. What happened? Where'd I know. You go? Where did you go, Michelle Branch? Where did you go? <laughs> <laughs> you got to dance like a chicken while you sing <laughs> that song. <laughs> I don't remember the words. <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. But for real, where did you go, Michelle but Branch? where did you go? Hashtag bring back Michelle Branch. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, come back. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. We're going off the rails on a crazy train right now. So <laughs> I think it's time for our next segment. <laughs> I interrupted your swallow. It almost came out of my nose. <laughs> That's fantastic. <sighs> Maybe I should have sang it. That was so good. If I would have sang it, that it may have come out your nose. It may have. 
That's great. It's like stuck in my upper throat. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? It's like between my nose and my throat. It's like stuck right there. It's kind of burning a little bit. Okay. All right. All right. Let's. I think I'm fine. Are you? No. Are you fine? Yeah, I am. So you're fine then. I mean, just look at me. So you're fine then? I'm fine. You don't get the reference. 40 year old virgin. Oh, When he's flirting. <laughs> oh my God. Oh At the my speed God. Days. I'm so sorry. Oh, that movie is the shit, man. That is the shit. It's obviously <laughs> been way too long since I've seen that movie and I'm going to have to watch it. So you're fine then. Sometime. Good God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. You're a slacker. It's fine. All right, let's move on. Okay. Move on to the next segment. Because this is fun. We get to sing again. God. It's time, time for Guess That Cryptid. I don't even. I don't I just be doing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just do. (laughs) Do do do. Do do do. It's fine. Shoop shoop a doop. (laughs) Shoop a doop. (laughs) Oop a doop a doop. (laughs) So many of y'all have stopped listening. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Stick around for this. Stick around for this. We We have another clue for our cryptid. Another clue for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's cute. It's uh, cryptid number five still. Clue number four. Ooh. I like this one. (laughs) Okay. It devours human prey. There you go. Then just nibble. It devours. It devours. Why don't you tell him again? It devours human prey. Devours. Oh, my God. So, watch your back. (laughs) This is, cryptids are such an issue. <laughs> Ma'am? Okay, okay. Uh, you're right. I should shut up. Shut up. Bigfoot I take it back. could be somewhere. I take it back. I hope so. Where are you? What is your hair care regimen? <laughs> <laughs> it's always very thick. That's what she said. It is. It is. Um, You've got volume. What are you doing? Probably that nasty, slimy, green-ass mud, you know, that's like in creeks and bayous and at the edges of some nasty lakes, and it smells really bad. Ooh, and like, you just made me, you know like, throw up in my mouth a little they bit. They probably, yeah. like, rub that all no, over. No, I don't need Bigfoot hair, then. <laughs> I'm good. If you're willing to do what it takes. I'm good. I'm good. Good. Just, just go get in one of the bayous mm-hmm. and roll around. No, no thank you, please. Yeah. I'm fine. Okay. All right. Well, we're done. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's episode 113. Um, It'd be super cool if you'd come back next week. Yeah. They aren't all like this. Um, you want them to come back next week? They're not all like this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, friends. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and Instagram for episode picks and announcements. 
please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. We want to give a huge shout-out to Stephen Goetzke for editing, Craig Weaver for music, and our very own Amanda Hagens for art. We'll talk at you next week.